Jenny. Welcome back to Fanfic, Feminism, and Chill. Pretty sure I said everything in the last episode, but for those of y'all who are new here, this podcast is me basically reading and gushing over fanfiction and discussing feminism and feminist topics in fanfiction and the TV shows and or movies that they derived from. Also, just chilling. This one, I asked Nicole. Many of y'all know her as Nicole. She is the wonderful admin behind the X-Files fanfic exchange. So, if you've never been a part of it, I highly encourage you to do at least one. At the time of writing this, writing this, (laughs) these episodes aren't scripted. At the time of recording this, I have done one and I'm currently participating in another one. I just have to write it. (laughs) We all know that goes. But Nicole is amazing. She's also my beta for a fic that I'm working on. Okay, so funny story about my fic, which I will never do my own fics on here just because like I feel like it's a little biased. When I was like 14, I was really into Downton Abbey from like 14 to like 17. That was my first experience with Tumblr and fanfiction. I started out as a fanfiction.net baby, matured into AO3, but I still go on fanfiction.net sometimes because there's this one fic that I really love called Another Man's Child. It got taken down off of AO3, but it's still up on fanfiction.net. So if you were reading it and you didn't know what happened to it it is on fanfiction.net but yeah so I got my first start into fanfiction I literally had to stop because I totally I forgot what I was saying when I was still in um middle school and high school I got really into Downton Abbey and that was my first thing of fanfiction I actually wrote a fanfiction that I never finished I'd only written like three chapters but that one was also titled this is my life and basically the x-files one that I'm writing now it's kind of based off that premise I had no idea until I saw an episode where Scully's like you know not everything's about you Mulder this is my life I had no idea that she had said that okay look I'm one of those people that like will watch a show and then I'll forget everything that happened this one is by Nicole and she was so gracious in uh, letting me talk about her fix on here and I couldn't figure out which one to talk about but then I was like the smut exchange that happened over the summer y'all need to go on AO3 and look up that collection it is hot it is sexy it is very not safe for work <laughs> and so I was actually going back and looking through her works it's like which one do I want to do if y'all haven't read her uh, work in progress that she's working on times colliding go read that well maybe not now but like go read it it's so good there's 13 chapters so far and she's still working on it this one was written for the smut exchange um it's called putting down roots it is rated explicit gosh i love it this one is obviously this is x-files fic post on the run also in the last episode i said that i would need to hold another podcast for chris carter i meant podcast episode i i saw a twitter uh twitter thread today by ava and basically like she was like rewriting the x-files seasons eight and nine i was like that's better than anything chris carter could none but that's just my personal opinion I just wish that Chris Carter kept a show Bible. That is literally all I'm saying. I mean, obviously, I wish Jillian Anderson would have been treated better, but, you know, we move. And so, this is post on the run, which actually makes me really sad because, like, I literally cannot see Revival Scully or I Want to Believe Scully without thinking about William, and I just, like, get so sad. So, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so, but this was written for the, um, Smut Exchange. Man, that, that exchange just, I cannot express how much I need to read it. Um, but yeah, so this is Putting Down Roots by Nicole. She goes by only the inevitable on AO3 and Gay Crouton on Tumblr, Twitter, and I think that's it. And so basically this one is 
Mulder and Scully are learning to adapt to their new lives after being on the run for so long. The biggest perk of owning a house? Unlimited access to each other's bodies without fear of a noise complaint. Let's get into it. The thing about smut, it can incorporate like literally any of the other like trope, not tropes. What's it called? Like the hurt comfort, you know, fluff and whatever. I cannot think of what they're called. It's different than tropes, but I cannot think about what it's called. But anyway, the story starts with they've moved into the unremarkable house which if you don't know what the unremarkable house is it's uh it's from the i want to believe movie and the revival so basically when Mulder and scully are like well he's still a fugitive but she's not and they settle in Vars corner virginia which that's actually my uh full name is virginia i just i've gone by jenny my entire life call me either i'm fine with both but they settle in Vars corner at the unremarkable house and it's which is actually in vancouver nicole was actually emailing someone and like wanted to get a trip up there like to canada with so many of other people and it was supposed to be for 2021 but you know covid and so unfortunately it has been either canceled or postponed and i was like i can finally like go and like meet other fans and now i like now i can't it's fine we're all fine <laughs> you know i just wish i was born a little bit earlier and we move and so we start the story and they've moved to the remarkable house unremarkable house basically she's like processing like they've been on the run for a year and a half at this point like they've never stayed anywhere more than like two weeks at a time and like two weeks at a time for 18 months like y'all can y'all even imagine like i i couldn't like i just like just keep which i mean i love to travel but that much moving so much in a year and a half they finally are at the unremarkable house and they've been there for three weeks which is like a week longer than where they when they've originally stayed at places and so Scully is thinking about like the, like she goes to get groceries she trips over Mulder's shoes which is like just put your shoes by the wall or by the door or somewhere like she printed him off instructions on how to fix his thing because like they can't i don't know can they call a repairman who knows i don't know like they have groceries in the fridge <laughs> you know they're not at a motel they have groceries in the fridge well i mean she's processing like oh my god like we have a home like i live with Mulder. <laughs> we're not moving we're not going anywhere if you've seen the revival you know that like unfortunately she doesn't stay i get it if i were her like i get why she left and she's like it's like she knows her home is with Mulder like her home is Mulder so it doesn't matter where they are but I mean like you've never stayed anywhere more than half a month even if you were with the person you loved wouldn't that get tiring that would just wear that would wear me down her hair like she changed her hair she's a brunette which Jillian Anderson please dye your hair brown please can can us brunettes get some representation like playing by heart that was one movie please dye your hair brown <laughs> I'm begging I'm not above I'm not above begging I mean but wouldn't she look so good I mean especially now like she looks so good like I love any color hair that she does she could have her hair like yellow or orange or something which I mean hey if she can rock it then go for it and so they're talking about like you know they're on the run and so like she has to like disguise herself and it's easier for actually easier for Mulder because he has less hair but you know she's like been dyeing her hair which wouldn't that be so damn like that would be so damaging you know like Jillian Anderson now like she's not a natural like blonde blonde that we've seen her as she's actually like a dirty blonde like a light like oh she's said mousy brown and also dirty blonde and maybe they're the same thing 
not sure basically the pilot episode of the x-files is her natural hair color and i so wish that she would just leave her hair natural it is her choice so anyway okay so back to the story <laughs> so basically like they're at a home at a home at the unremarkable house she can let her hair grow out she can let her red hair grow out but the only thing is you know they didn't have to go everywhere all the time but Mulder couldn't leave because he's still a fugitive like even in i want to believe which is in 2008 they've been on the run since 2002 so for six years he was a fugitive and we never really know when they went to the unremarkable house and so we never really know how long Mulder has had to like stay in the unremarkable house but I mean oh gosh I couldn't in the story Scully's like she's been applying to hospitals and they're living as normal a life that they can she's buying groceries and she's like putting them up and then she sees the little medallion and it's like the Apollo 11 and it's on the house key scanner and the, the, the story scanner had given them a house key and it was from Doggett. The thing is that she had also given a medallion to um, Agent Harrison from season eight and which I would just like to say I dislike how Scully was forced to be on the X-Files and it's like yeah I mean like she kind of chose to stay because like if men had abducted you and stolen your ova your bodily autonomy then like heck yeah I would want to like I would want something to happen to them and if that's and if by staying on the X-Files which is so weird because she when they go to that Lamas class she's like I feel like a deserter and I'm like no you have done you have done more than enough they have done so much to you she has suffered she has suffered so much by being on the x-files and she still chose to stay like that just shows how strong she is and then this agent harrison comes in for like one case and she's like nope i'm out and i'm like what so scully was like reassigned so she was forced to be on the x-files but then layla harrison like chose to be on the x-files and then she like is free to just go and i'm like okay whatever but they give her this medallion she had gotten this medallion that i think Mulder had gotten her so she gives it to she tries to give it to dog but then she gives it to uh, Agent Harrison. She has this medallion, which is like, is it from Doggett or is it like a different one? Like, so she's home and Mulder's obviously home and Mulder's asleep. So we all know how <laughs> she, well, if you haven't read the fic, then it's, it's very hot the way she wakes him up. So she wakes him up and first she watches him sleep and like, she just can't believe that this is their life. And it's like, she can't believe they're actually partners in like more than one sense. And then she goes and she's like thinking about just their life together, talking about like, you know, how great of a partner he is and whatever. Um, if I was actually able to enunciate the words that I would like to say, then I would write a whole essay on how great this is. Unfortunately, words are hard for me. So <laughs> she's thinking about, Mulder sleeping and then how when she was sleeping he would wake her up he would wake her up by I have to I have to read it it's like she couldn't count the number of times she'd woken up with her sheets tangled around her legs while Mulder had her on the brink of orgasm the vibrations of his muffled good morning against her sex making her toes curl in ecstasy that is so so hot like Nicole just amazing with words and so she decides to wake him up by giving him a hand job and so she's literally doing her thing and he and he does he thinks it's a dream at first he thinks he's dreaming she, and she's completely naked and so she's she's like doing her thing and then he thinks it's a dream and he's up he's he's woken up by now and he just sees scully just you know doing her thing it's funny because nicole wrote a naughty nymph that's what she looked like right now in italics because i think that's what he's thinking like y'all is that not hot he's speaking to her very sultry he's like i can only think of one thing that'll make this better and she's like oh yeah what's that he's like my tongue should be here instead and because he's fingering her while she's giving him a hand job 
and I'm like, man, that is so hot. Uh, they are literally like, y'all. Okay, so I have to read this whole thing because it is so, so hot. Her soft breasts pushed against his abdomen, her nipples hard as rocks, as he could feel the vibrations of her laughter as her stomach moved against his own. However, her laughter quickly died down when his hands reached around her, even more to spread her completely open to him. He blew a steady stream of cool air against her and enjoyed feeling, as well as watching, her body tremble in anticipation of his next move. The sunlight was streaming in through the windows and illuminating her arousal like it was a work of art, which to him it was. She'd clearly been enjoying herself while she sat him off earlier and it was evidenced by the amount of glistening residue coating her inner thighs literally linking from her lips y'all uh, that is so hot uh, i saw on twitter when this was going around someone was like you know period panties should have really been a prerequisite for this oh my gosh it's so good it is very not safe for work but y'all y'all just have to read it like i can't like me saying it on here is not even close to the same as actually reading it and experiencing it there's a lot of fit there's face sitting going on and then he is just oof his mouth is on her in her he's having a good time Mulder's having a good time and then scully she's like okay well we're not gonna get too ahead of ourselves and so she decides to take all of him in her mouth and it is glorious. The thing about MSR is we could say that they could be into almost anything and it's canon that they've had vaginal sex, but we don't really know anything after that. That's the only thing that's canon because she's had two. Yeah, at this point, because it's 2021, in the show, she's had two kids by him. And so that's really all we know. And we don't know anything else. And so literally everything else is left up to our imagination. So at this point, I don't know how to explain this. So he's lying on the at some point he tells her to roll over and so she so think about okay so she is giving him a blowjob she's face sitting on him lying down if that makes sense and so he tells her to roll over so we can picture that says scully was cock drunk and unbelievably horny right now so she didn't really understand what he was asking and honestly i would be too the other position was intimate but this felt like an added eroticism from here he could watch her as he licked the life out of her her pleasure fully on display for him to enjoy and since she knew that was one of Mulder's favorite things to view she was damn well going to give him a show. I would just like to stop and talk about while we're on the subject of sex. I cannot believe that female pleasure is still such a taboo subject. It is 2021 and we are still having to be like, hey, you know, women and those who aren't men experience pleasure too. Because it's like, sorry, Blanche is drinking water right now. Sex is always done when the man is or when the person with the penis is. And that is not always the case. We never get to fully experience like female pleasure. We never get to see it, you know, and that just goes to show like how far we still have to go to just prove that when I mean, we like to experience pleasure during sex too, and it's just sad. Back to the story. Right as she's like, she's on the brink, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna stop. So now she's on the arm of the couch. They are having vaginal sex right now. From this angle, the head of his engorged cock was brushing against her G-spot, making her almost weak with pleasure as she felt a second orgasm building off the coattails of the first. We honestly, Nicole, we we don't deserve you. We do not deserve your talent, but we have it. I'm so, so grateful. And so now 
now he takes her legs and so they're over his shoulders and y'all okay that is one of my favorite positions i'm just gonna be a little tmi here that is one of my favorite positions and so this is when Mulder comes she's already come like i think twice and this is his first time he let go of her legs and fell in between them seamlessly sliding them back onto the couch so he could drape his body over hers as he made as much contact as possible his name came off her lips with the reverence of a prayer as he gently pumped into her a final few times y'all this is literally one of my favorite smut fix okay so i usually don't read on the run fix because i okay look i'm one of those people that is like most of my fix are pregnancy fix or kid fix or baby fix or whatever usually if it's not one of those i'm like you know eh. but i do make an exception for smut because it's smut and so that is usually where i'll read pre-scully giving birth to william or like after like season nine in between basically like the whole of the show i mean i read a few alternate universes as well because i am like writing one one i have written is canon divergent which is my new emily fic which i would advise extreme caution reading that fic and then my au is the one that nicole is beta ing for beta baiting beta ing for me and so that one is the alternate universe so i will read basically family fluff fics and all and angst and smut is where like i'll usually read fix that like i've that your like time periods like i wouldn't read like otherwise but this one is so like so so good so this is the very last paragraph he pulled back with a sated smile and pressed a sweet kiss to her lips his attention was pulled upwards for a moment and she knew exactly what he was looking at as he brushed her hair back from her face your red is coming in he mumbled lazily wrapping a dark strand around his finger before bringing it to his lips here to stay she replied smiling up at him I, I don't know how Nicole does it. Like, I don't know how Nicole, how do you, how, how are you able to do this? If you haven't read her newest fix, Hallowed, which honestly, I am not the biggest fan of Case Fix just because it's like, I don't know. It's like, I've already watched the X-Files and Case Fix are kind of just like extensions of that. That is her Case Fix for the Case Fix exchange. And honestly, I didn't think I would like Case Fix but hers is just so so good and usually i just don't like case fix because you know usually Mulder and scully end up her and then it's like you know because first carter you know loves pain apparently he loves pain and drama and so he and so they usually just end up hurt and i'm like for what <laughs> you know for what for why for when but her case fix hallowed is so good and it's like they go into a misogynistic cult and i honestly didn't think i would like it you know because i'm just not a fan of misogyny in general but it is so so good she writes so well it's like i actually like a case fic and like i didn't think i would and so nicole is just so amazing she has that ability like even her gene cup fix for sex education it's like even if that's not something that you usually read she is so talented like you will like a fic trope or a fic category or something i still can't think of the word uh, th this is gonna bug me now i'm gonna have to look it up after i'm done recording this she has that ability to where it's like if you don't like case fix or if you don't like kid fix or if you don't like just general violence or whatever because you know the x-files is like littered with violence so it's like but if you if that's not something you like if it's by nicole 
Nicole, like, I can almost guarantee that you're going to like it. Even if you didn't think you would, you will like it after you read hers. And so she's doing another one called Times Colliding. But I'm kind of sad because it's a work in progress. But we all know that, like, fan fiction is a hobby. And so, you know, it's not people's full-time jobs. So it's like, I want more, but also I will wait patiently until she does because you just know it's going to be so good. And so it's got 13 chapters so far and I highly recommend that you check it out. Anyway, like that fic was so good. I hope that you enjoyed this ride with me. So to recap, because I continued to get distracted, we started out with Scully just reflecting on her life with Mulder and Mulder was asleep. Uh, she decided to wake him up with a hand job, and then that turned into some beautiful, hot, sexy sex. And so... That's what this fic was, but Nicole managed to make it so beautiful and so just the perfect mixture of hot and sexy and beautiful and I mean, I'm just gushing over this fic. I love it. I just love this. I just love this so much. Y'all, read it. It's called Putting Down Roots and it was for the X-Files smut exchange that happened over the summer, like I said. Go check out that collection and read this work. It is so, so good. And I actually spent most of my time talking about the fic. I'm so sorry, Bisexual Arena. I literally, like the last episode, I was, I was reading Bisexual Arena's Bleak House fic and I spent most of the time talking about the book. Well, because, so here's the thing about me. I will get so distracted and so I was talking about the fic but then I was like so this is what happened this is why Honoria would have to have had Grace in secret Esther oh my gosh in the in the fic her name is Grace but it's like this is why Honoria would have had had Esther in secret and then I just started talking about the book and how much I don't like Charles Dickens or you know any I just don't think white men should be allowed to write women anymore Chris Carter included especially Chris Carter included because we've seen what happens when men right women it's not good like it's not good it's one of those things where it's like why did you do this or it's like that is not what happens at all you have no idea like have y'all seen there's a facebook group i'm in and it's called and and then she breasted boobily down the stairs and something else y'all like i can't like there's one excerpt i read of a book and it's a male author and it's this it's from a woman's point of view so then you're automatically like are you kidding and so she's talking about fitting her boob inside another woman's ass that's not how that works like oh it just and that's what these men actually think there are there are some I don't know like there's there there are plenty of men that I've met that are educated and know better but the ones that are <laughs> the ones that are in the public eye tend to not know that <laughs> tend to not just know you know and it's like with Chris Carter and it's like you know that this man had no idea about how pregnancy works or like literally how women work or how trauma works and so the whole time you're watching the x-files you're like that is not what would happen at all and it's like what <laughs> and then and then we have the whole one your pregnancy thing because again Chris Carter doesn't know how pregnancy works I'm just saying that Julian Anderson should have been treated better on the X-Files I will not stop saying that the patriarchy sucks I get so enraged whenever uh Julian Anderson starts talking about her experience after having her daughter Piper and she's like how to go to back to work after 10 days and an emergency c-section she spent four days at home with Piper four 
went back to work after 10 days couldn't breastfeed or pump which could lead to mastitis which could lead to death if not treated and i'm just like i i literally cannot watch the season two like abduction arc or after whenever i see that boat scene i'm just so upset because Julie anderson wasn't able to breastfeed and wasn't able to pump and she suffered from engorgement and she couldn't so like i said in the last the last part the last episode babies need to eat at least two hours and she said she would go hours without some sort of relief i couldn't even imagine she went through so much on that show and they still wanted to pay her less than half of david Duchovny's salary and she was one of the leads and she was the only one like out of the two she was the one that stayed and which was funny because david Duchovny left because he wasn't he thought he wasn't getting paid enough and julian anderson was getting paid less than him despite how her character was being written and can we also just discuss how because julian anderson fought to just be paid the same as her co-star wasn't even asking for more she was asking for literally the same salary as her co-star she was actually forced to do a season nine while david Duchovny was able to make the choice to leave and he was getting paid more than her and he left over that he left because he didn't think he was getting paid enough and yet he sat there and watched her basically fight for the same salary as him and he still left. I'm very upset about that. You cannot sit here and tell me that Chris Carter fought for Julian Anderson when basically all he did was, hey, I want her to stay. And then that's it. And he did nothing else. He he was unwilling to make accommodations, which it it wasn't just him. It was the whole network, but he was the showrunner. He could have done something. And so basically she was forced to come back to work after 10 days. And then David Duchovny knees on her C-section scar. A fight scene was written for her immediately after she got back or one of the first scenes back she was written a fight scene when she was healing from a c-section scar a c-section is probably one of the most invasive surgeries that you can get and she was written a fight scene y'all at this point it's like someone take this microphone away from me before i just start tearing chris carter to pieces and not just him it was the whole fox network but chris carter is not a hero he's not a hero for letting all of this happen to her he could have written scully just had a really bad flu or she just got really sick I mean, you could just like, she just got sick and then missed an episode or something, but no. Wrote an abduction. I can't even get into that right now. It's just, if you want to know more, it's in my Emily fic where I basically condemn him for <laughs> writing the abduction arc. I just thought it, I just can't. I will, I will go off the rails. If you want to know more, I give four links to what ICE did to Hispanic women in U.S. custody in the 60s and 70s and more recently in the 2010s and probably even happening now. Just the horrible, horrible forced hysterectomies, the absolute medical torture that they went through. It makes me seethe that Chris Carter used actual medical torture that was happening to these women it goes so much deeper than just julian anderson wasn't treated well when doing the x-files chris carter used actual medical torture against hispanic women who probably couldn't speak english he used medical torture for a supernatural plot device that is unforgivable but anyway we move on to our author spotlight so this week's author spotlight is Gekurtan, Nicole, Only the Inevitable. Um, I promise like when I start getting like more author's permissions and stuff and I start reading like chapters of a fic instead of just a work, I will start including different authors than the ones whose fics I'm reading. For now, 
basically the author's fic I'm reading is going to be the author spotlight. So this week's author spotlight is Nicole Gay Crouton on Twitter and Tumblr and Only the Inevitable on AO3. She has 95 works. So she's got 70 X-Files, 5 Sex Education, 2 Ghostbusters, 3 Full Metal Alchemists, and 11 Fairy Tale um, from, I think, 2015 because I am I was a stalker and I looked through all of her works. And so she has recently, I say recently, she's been writing X-Files for a good few years. Um, Let's see, her first X-Files fic was... Her first X-Files fic was Forgotten Inhibition of N, which was posted in... 2017 that was her first x-files fic and by god what a long way nicole has come into giving us just such amazing fics she's actually like she's so good can't say enough good things about you nicole go check her out and i think that's it for this episode and i cannot believe this is already the second episode i'm filming these filming i record these like in advance and so i'm actually still in the process of editing uh the first episode by the time i'm recording this well i'm actually like procrastinating writing a paper at this point at this moment in time and it's due it is 5 20 p.m for me january 27th when i'm recording this and it's due like it's literally do 11.59 tonight. After I'm done recording this, I'm going to go write my paper and I hope that you have enjoyed this. Go out there, do your best, be your best, and I will see you next time.